Hey everyone, this is Adam from The Bastards. Before we get into this week's show, I just wanted to tack on a quick note. Uh, we recorded the show on the 14th of August, 2014. We are releasing it on the 19th of August, 2014. In between those two dates, we learned of some unfortunate news. The uh, passing of legendary announcer Don Pardo. You'd recognize his voice from well, many places, but most likely from the introductions to Saturday, Saturday Night Live. He's uh, done that for years and years. He's a voice that we grew up with, uh, all three of us, and we're, you know, we're huge Saturday Night Live fans, and you know, it's a voice we're definitely going to miss uh, moving forward. By uh, some strange coincidence, we had a little fun with his announcer style on this particular show. Um, I forget his name at one point and need to look him up on Wikipedia, but uh, perhaps we can overlook that. Um, so we're considering this episode to be our, our tribute to his, uh, his legacy. So... On with the show. It's Saturday Night Live with Will Ferrell, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, musical guest, Piss Pot. Who? Hello, welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of August 18th, 2014. This is episode 241, and I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, for the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. With me today are... Jackie Olson, account manager with Interval. And Adam Meyer, principal of interactive strategy and design. Adam Meyer! <laughs> Musical guests! <laughs> Jackie Olsen. <laughs> Sorry, we're doing our Saturday Night Live, whatever Weirdos. that guy's name is. It's Saturday Night Live. Has he been doing that? Ed Hall, isn't it? The is whole time? His? No, it's not Ed Hall. No. Doesn't he ever say his name? I thought he said his name. Wasn't that no, it? No, no, no. That's the name of somebody who does something. It used that to be maybe, Don Pardo, but that's maybe, something different. Maybe Ed Hall was What's like Don Pardo? Tell us what you want. Well, you've won a three-day <laughs> trip to... <laughs> Dubuque, <laughs> Dubuque, <laughs> to, right, Broda, to Delaware. I don't know. Hi. I saw that. I'm in. Weird. Delaware. This is one of those podcasts where we're on a time frame, so you'd never know fun. it, people. But we are. enough fun. <laughs> Let's get to the news and updates. Update. Uh, speaking appearances. Whippermiss Digital Marketing Makeover, September 24th, Wisconsin Dells. Chris Boyer, be there. Haney's. Albany, New York, October 8th. Content marketing, be there. Shushmid, podcasting live, San Diego, October 12th to the 14th, be there. <laughs> new book coming out, Joe Public 2, embracing the new paradigm at JoePublic2thenumber.com. Buy it. <laughs> buy it. Or, since you can't buy it, you can download the introduction free of charge now. Tell them what they've won, Don. A free introduction. <laughs> free turducken? Uh, also, shout out to all the Texas peeps who showed up at the Texas Hospital Association conference that I spoke at on August 8th, I believe it was. Friday, August 8th. Mm-hmm. The stars shine bright. Is that it? Late at night. Who spiked Deep your lemonade at lunch? Texas. <laughs> That was in Austin. Spent a lovely weekend in Austin. Mm-hmm. Beautiful city. Hotter than the Dickens, but 
Was it warm there? It was 102. How hot is it? But no humidity. Oh, yeah, there is humidity, right? Well, there wasn't there, but when we checked out, they said, well, luckily you're leaving before there's humidity. I'm like, it can't be. This is like the desert. (laughs) But they said they get it. But it's not like Houston humidity. Okay. Or here humidity. No. Okay. Um, I will say, though, I loved the crowd that was there. First of all, they had to put up with some unfortunate technical issues <laughs> where only half my slides would show. What? was it Minor a, issue. I've got, I'm getting or? a prescription for that. <laughs> <laughs> if your presentations can't stay up for more than four hours. Right. Or if it can't stay up for more than four hours. No, it's a long story. But anyway, they had to kind of deal with that, you know, and it was fine. I, I can roll through that, but they had to kind of, till, they, till the folks at the conference figure out how to deal with it. Uh, <laughs> but I love them because I brought up Appease Me the app from Weekly Probe, which maybe we haven't talked about in a while, but it's probably been a year since we released Appease oh, Me. It's or, been oh, two I years, like I bet, three. at least, or three. Not, yeah. No. It's been at least two. You lie. It's been a year. I can, find out. I can find out. Back when I was a wee year. lass. Yeah, I think it was before she Maybe it's only been a year, but it seems like Anyway, appeaseme.co, if you don't know about it, it's an mm-hmm. app that lets doctors create their own print ads, uh, and it's hilarious. And I mentioned it at the conference and the crowd erupted in applause because they knew how hilarious and funny that would be if it were real. And if you go look they at the comments it. on the Weekly Probe when this was announced, there are some people who think it's real. <laughs> so anyway, Those poor people. So shout out to them. Okay. <laughs> Should we move on? Shout out to the commenters on the Weekly Probe Peace Me app? I guess. I guess shout out to them. Uh, today we want to talk about rankings and awards and top this and top that top titty titty tat tat <laughs> i was wondering where that was going <laughs> seriously so the first piece of content is a looks like a blog post maybe is either a blog post an article under the section called well by the new york times and I don't know if I'm reading that as well or well. I think the second one. Or well? Well. <laughs> it says ask well. Your health questions answered by Times journalists and experts. So this is we found this through Facebook uh, from our friend Chris Boyer who posted it. Mm-hmm. And it's an article slash blog post by Abigail Zuger, MD. And it starts off with kind of a sad slash funny uh, anecdote where uh, a colleague of the author's had been named one of the world's top physicians in his area of expertise. Uh, all he had to do was confirm his biographical details, and he would be guaranteed inclusion in online and print directories of similarly honored peers. Uh, she says, quote, I can clearly imagine his reaction that had he opened the letter himself, a combination of amusement, dismay, and just a small hint of pleasure, However, since he's been dead for 16 years, his widow passed the envelope to me, and I got to experience all those emotions myself. <laughs> and she uses it wow. not as a rant about, you know, the ethics of that dead physicians being included right. lists, but really her point of this article, and it's really well done, is how in the world is anybody claiming to rate physicians when mm-hmm. nobody right. can define what a top physician really means? Because there's so many interpretations of that, depending on who you are, mm-hmm. whether you're another physician, whether you're a patient, whether you're a whatever. Uh, and she she does a great job of kind of outlining the fact that she says, quote, no one has the slightest idea. 
You know, is it is it unusual intelligence, compassion, common sense? Is it diplomas from prestigious and pricing institutions? Is it self-sufficiency, a central location in a medical network? Is it speed or deliberation, ability to follow the rules or ability to break them? Exuberant personal charisma or a peaceful office that runs like a switch watch? No one has the slightest idea. Right. And it, the point of that to me is that's because there is no answer. Yeah. There is no one answer. Uh, and so you can also, she does this a little bit, but I think you can, you know, rant a little bit about these. I remember flying back from a trip I was on this week and look, just glancing at the Sky Magazine, Delta Sky Magazine. Oh, yeah. And they, they've got the, you know, top doctors in America <laughs> ads and the top orthopedists. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's always heavily New York flavored. And, mm-hmm. and we've got our own here. What is it? Minnesota, Twin City. What, what magazine does the top doctors here? Minneapolis, Minneapolis, St. Paul Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference in that one is, is quote unquote content. <laughs> we all know, no offense to me, I St. Paul Magazine, it's content in place to drive unbelievable ad sales of the congratulations to Dr. Bevel over right. being right. one of 1,500 top doctors <laughs> in the Twin Cities area. The, the ones in the, in the magazine, the, the, news, the airplane <clears throat> magazines are pure ads. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're, they must cost like, I would say ten to $100,000 to have your name in one. Really? And there's usually, I'm guessing, but it's usually like these top, like New York docs. And there's always one standing with his arms crossed. Um, <laughs> it's always like this, you, you can just see them in your mind. Uh, so there's those, and I always just roll my eyes at that. Like, how does anybody not get that that's just a complete paid yeah. deal? It's right. Just like she explained that, okay, it's like, um, I bet everybody's has experience. Have you guys had the experience of getting letters from who's who? No. I've gotten those as long as I've had a job. Congratulations. You've been <laughs> identified as somebody who would be included in our who's who directory <laughs> of fill in the blank. Who's who? Just complete this profile and send in your $100 and you'll be included in some big giant fat book that nobody will ever read ever. <laughs> it's basically like getting a letter saying, congratulations, you've been notified, you've been uh, you know, elected to be included in the yellow pages. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Essentially, it's a who's who of anything. I don't know if they have specific who's. I mean, it's a complete gimmick. <laughs> yeah. It to sell people who go, oh my gosh, I've been. I'm a who's who. who's who. <laughs> right? And so, you know, they're preying on these doctors who, like, you know, some of these doctors really, really would love to see themselves yeah. in magazines oh, and billboards. Yeah. And- yeah. Now, there are other sources. Uh, health grades, leapfrog, you know, on and on and on that rate. I don't know if leapfrog rates physicians specifically. Health grades has begun to. Um, that's based on real metrics. Mm-hmm. But even then, those metrics are limited in what they are. Right. Maybe it's clinical outcome. Maybe it's personality. Maybe it's whatever. I mean, um, do you need the best orthopedist in terms of mortality rate if he's a complete douchebag? <laughs> Would you be okay with the second best in terms of mortality rate if he's a decent guy who you can get in to see or gal right. in, in, you know, within a year? So That's a good point, yeah. I think her point is fantastic, and it, it, you really don't hear it spoken enough. What else would you guys add to that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can look at – you talked about credentials, you know, as being one criteria. And I was we were talking before the show, you know, we've – 
working on a number of web projects lately, part of which has been redefining physician search interfaces and doctor profiles. And so many times these organizations have just basic details on physicians, which you as the consumer get to peruse as you are doing your physician search. So, you know, a lot of times not even like a nice little statement or by, you know, short paragraph, you know, added about how they, who they are or what they like to do or what they're interested in. It's just, here's a photo. Here's their contact information. Here's a list now of where they went to school, where they had their residency, mm-hmm. where they, you know, all of their, if they're board certified or not. Mm-hmm. It's all of this stuff, which, you know, you know, maybe the board certification means something to you as a consumer because you've heard that before. And it's like, oh, but, but I mean, but all of the school, I mean, all of that other crap in there is just meaningless to consumers, to well, most. Maybe there's a few think, who care. Yeah, that. don't you think there's some that are like, I need an Ivy League doctor or nothing? Maybe. I don't. I don't Marge, feel that way. If it's not from Harvard, I'm not going. <laughs> 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 Chris was token on his stogie there during. <laughs> was it a stogie? It's like a little skinny cigarette. As oh, one of those eighty-year-old like woman on have. a little plastic or a, a cigarette. Like on he's a, not from Harvard. Forget him. On an ivory uh, mount on exactly. cigarettes on the end of it. Yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> I love how she finishes this post. She kind of goes through and breaks down why this is really impossible. Otherwise, she says, "I suspect we are left with only a single, unarguable definition of a talk doctor: doctor, one who is not on the bottom." <laughs> Top doctors are, for instance, not in jail. (laughs) They have valid licenses. They are presumably enthusiastic about taking new patients. I used to think that at least they were all living and breathing, but now I guess you can't be sure of that either, Mm -hmm. given the fact that her colleague who had passed 16 years prior was identified as. (laughs) Congratulations. So great article. Well written, yeah. Yep. Uh, Also another article that I think is is really well done. Uh, We have talked about this off and on again for as long as we've been in business and certainly on this podcast multiple times. And that's the value of not just rankings, but awards, um, all of that. And Health Leaders Media has uh, an article posted August 12th uh, by Jacqueline Fellows. And, it, and it's Good name. very, yeah, nice. <laughs> it's very in-depth, I think very balanced. It's a great job of, of looking at, well, what are the drawbacks? What are the benefits? Um, you know, there's someone cited in here from, uh, I think it's UCLA or maybe it's the Children's Hospital. Where is it? I can't. Oh, here it is. Deanne Marshall, Senior Vice President, Chief Development Marketing Officer for Children's Hospital Los Angeles. And she touts the benefit of U.S. News and Report rankings. So, you know, everybody's got their own stories. I question the real value of that, uh, particularly given the headline of this article, which says, you know, many third-party organizations rate hospital quality. So right there, are you really standing out at all Right. Uh, with that? So, but it, it just, it covers it from all kinds of angles, not just the advertising angle, but the value to the organization itself. And, um, and it's also kind of funny because there's quotes in here that make me roll my eyes. Now I've got to find it again, uh, but it talks about the you know how there's Leapfrog and there's U.S. News and World Report and there's Health Grades, and each of these places kind of defends itself differently. Uh, where is it? Like Health Grade says, we don't list those lists aren't what people need to use. We provide ratings of you know specific things. Um, 
So, okay, of course, health grades would say that. Uh, the Joint Commission, here's the quote from the representative from the Joint Commission, quote, I have problems with all the other measurement systems, whether it's health grades, <laughs> leapfrog, or U.S. News, he said. Which left unsaid is, is basically, ours is the only one that's got validity. <laughs> because consumers out there know what Joint Commission is. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody makes a quote in here about leapfrog is, is good, but from a public standpoint, it's like insider baseball. Right. That's Joint Commission, right. too. There's no value in marketing Joint Commission, especially when like every hospital is Joint Commission accredited. Mm-hmm. And if you're not Joint Commission accredited, that's a problem. <laughs> uh, now, I don't know what, you know, they, now they, of course, entered the whole awards and rankings because there's, why have they done that, Jackie, do you think? Um, potentially because there's money in it. There might be a little bit of dough. Mm-hmm. A little ching. Mm-hmm. A little bling bling. So I don't know that we need to revisit it other than uh, one of the first paragraphs kind of covers our take on it. Where is it? Critics of these proliferating hospital evaluations have a laundry list of complaints. The methods aren't transparent enough, consumers don't pay attention, and the grade rating or ranking given out doesn't match up with other public reports. Uh, I would add to that that there's so many of them that you can't keep them straight, right. that everybody has them, so how much value do they have, that mm-hmm. they're transitory, so you're here one year, gone the next. Um, so those are all reasons. Uh, and they cite as evidence of the the lacking value in this, a Price Waterhouse Cooper's Health Research Institute wow, study <laughs> in 2013 showed that out of the 1,000 individuals surveyed, and you know I'm going to go with this next, in November 2012, only 21% reported using the publicly available evaluations to choose a doctor. 16% used them to choose a hospital. That lines up roughly w- with what I've seen with the same kind of question from NRC. So roughly 21% said they use it. And again, keep in mind, somebody asks you on the phone, do you use awards rankings and other qualified data to help you choose a hospital? There's a very yeah. high percentage of people that are going to say yes, whether they do it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a, I'm a moron. I don't, I don't I look don't at look anything. At I just, I just no. put my finger on the map, and I go there. The building's pretty. <laughs> building's pretty. I like the logo. The logo looks like some lady parts and man parts like Airbnb. But there are people that won't be honest. <laughs> I'm sorry, they won't. So that 21% is probably like 10%. I wonder if people in the South like talk with a Northern accent when they yeah. describe morons. Oh, when I was yeah, in nice. Austin driving around, <laughs> the, the cabbie bar. was like, he's like, where do you want to go? And I said, the Hotel San Jose. He said, y'all from Minnesota? And I'm like, is it that obvious from Hotel San Jose? He's like, I got it. Jose? Yeah. Hotel. We need to go to the Hotel San Jose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can pick us out. Anyway, highly recommended if you ever go to Austin. Fantastic hotel. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think this this just, I don't know that we can ever stop talking about this because as long as people are dropping mm-hmm. six or seven figures on this, right, we're going to be out there saying, What are you doing? Make sure you really, really know that this is going to be effective use of your money. And sometimes it may be, but overall, I think we spend, we waste so much money on this stuff. Mm-hmm. And whenever U.S. News and World Reports kind of rolls out their list, then off we go. <laughs> yep. Here we go. Wee. So, anything to add to that? No. Yeah. 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 No. Okay. Cut it off on both those pretty well, Chris. Yeah, and they're long, so 
I didn't need to. We don't need to get into the nitty gritties. Get into your nitty gritties. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, wow, we blew through those in like fifteen minutes. I know. We don't have to stop now. <clears throat> I don't want to talk like about the, the other things ever. on here. Um, is there something else we can talk about? Don Pardo. Yeah, is the name of the announcer. Did you say that? I said Don Pardo, but I didn't know oh. if that was still the guy. Yeah, he was this SNL announcer for every year but one. Okay. What happened that one year? I wonder what it sounded like. You're fired! <laughs> <laughs> out! Out with you, Don Pardo. I don't know. Tell him what he's won. He began in radio, blah, blah, blah. Retired in 2004, but continues to provide the introductions for SNL. 2006, he began pre-recording his announcements from a studio in his Arizona home. What, why are we... Well, who cares? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, well. Can I just I say, my... though, what a sweet gig. What? I mean, you go into a oh, recording yeah, yeah. studio, you use in your, your home. you know, given voice. I'm retired, but I think I can squeeze in a little yeah, SNL audio. I can like, squeeze audio. in your weekly SNL intro. <laughs> and get Take paid of, probably just of a of 60 ton seconds of, of, my, of my week. Yeah. Dom DeLuise. <laughs> voice over work. I think I missed Red my Red Armisen. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, though. SNL has a different intro voice that really is kind of is part of yeah the, part of the deal yeah, there whatever people be funny. <laughs> eh, eh, whatever no sentimental value whatsoever yeah f that chris doesn't like go to hell don pardo <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what else we can talk healthcare. Do we got anything else healthcare? well since you shunned my other two articles i i know i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay i got nothing drawing a blank it's kind of a weird day Mm-hmm. I'm filled with. Well, you, they must have spiked your. Really concentrate. Spiked your lemonade at lunch. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah we're kind of giddy, aren't we? Once <laughs> yeah. again, giddiness prevails. Shout out to brothers in Minneapolis for <laughs> stuffing our maws with delicious grub. Yeah, totally unhealthy. Adam oh. had a a fried egg sandwich with bacon on it. And bacon cheese. and cheese. That thing has got to be like five thousand calories. That's the heart attack special. Oh, yeah. right if there. you are in Minneapolis, go to Brothers and get yourself a fried egg sandwich. Sweet it is delicious. It's literally God, the delicious. size of a small cat. <laughs> it <laughs> have a small cat inside. <laughs> <laughs> but you ate it. All right. Do we wrap it up? That's like a twenty minute. A twenty minute or. Mm-hmm. No. Nice. We just skim the surface. Well, we got to please our. Our audience that likes the uh, short shows once in a while. The shortest. No, we did hear from another listener last week. Mm-hmm. Who it was it was great because she's she somehow came across our podcast and wanted to know she was doing a presentation on humor in hospital marketing. Wanted to know if we'd covered it, which we had just like the other four week. episodes yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. So we were able to send her to that, which was kind of cool. And then she said, "And by the way, my commute my commute is forty five minutes." So I love the long winded. Expository is that the right word? <laughs> suppository. Supp- <laughs> suppos- it may feel that way. If you're listening to the whole thing. Exposition, the rants, the long-winded suppository. Is that our show title? <laughs> long-winded suppository. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. That's that's another way you could describe this podcast. A long-winded suppository. Poor woman. Now our shout out just turned into. Do you think? Okay, I'm going to Google this immediately because I always think that sometimes we come up with something that's never been uttered before. Long winded. So now I'm going to I'm going to Google long winded suppository. Ew, don't suppository in quotes. No results for. Oh wait, I spelled it wrong. 
<laughs> no. Um, there's there's a number of hits here. No result. I got no results for long-winded suppository. I have 641,000. Well, I mean, up at the top. Oh, no like, results? Yeah. So those words have never been uttered together. <laughs> Nobody's ever at had at least long-winded they've ne- they've suppository. Never been, they've never been written. Shocking. And indexed by Google. <laughs> what did that mean? Well, that's pretty much nobody's <laughs> ever been said, right? Google. Since the beginning of time. Into, yeah. Yes. Awesome. We just invented a new phrase that's never been uttered before. <laughs> you listeners were there in the moment. You heard it come out. Witnessed history. You, you witness history. We should trademark that. Be it good or bad. We should trademark <laughs> long-winded suppository. Wow. Well, now I guess we do have to go with that show title. <laughs> Definitely, because we can lay claim to it. At least, what's then it when called? You Google Even it. if we don't register the trademark, it's a, it's a common law. Right. We own it. We own it now. If those words are ever uttered, we can sue we, the yeah, hell we should. out of those people. We should, we should totally trademark that. So now for all those people who Google it, we'll show up with our podcast. That's so, like what people, how yeah. like people would describe like a really bad TED Talk or a boring hour of TV. A it's a long-winded suppository. suppository. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense, but okay. Yes, it does make sense. You don't think it makes sense? I think it makes, no. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, let's not too, get too into the nitty-gritty. It's basically here. <laughs> when you have to sit through something that's long-winded. boring and long-winded, it's painful in that way. Oh, yeah! Like saying it's a long-winded pain in your ass, but using one word to do that. Oh, there you one, go. One. I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. And the other thing I'm is, there is, with you now. especially like if it's educational, <laughs> you're on like boards, that, right? Like you're doing it because it's supposed to be good for you. Like you're supposed to be learning something. That suppository is supposed to be medicine. So it's it describes like a TED talk or a lecture that's boring or. One of our rambling podcasts. <laughs> well, Along we're, we're, this, we're continuing to fill the commute, so that's, that, help, that helps. Or exactly. this, for example. <laughs> awesome. We should use that in our description of the podcast. We have to. It's the show title. The Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards oh, Long-Winded Suppository on. <laughs> Can we just change our name to Long-Winded Suppository? The Long-Winded Suppository. That would be great. Yeah, we crack ourselves up. I All know. right. We're, we're the better, only ones laughing, I'm sure. We better leave now, because now it really is becoming Long-Winded. Yeah. <laughs> We just we just added five minutes on inventing that phrase. I believe it was four minutes ago that you said. And I, <laughs> sure, I want sure, when this sure. gets posted to base, our Facebook. I want you to say we have invented this new phrase. It did not exist when we uttered it on this podcast. You're hearing it here first. And anytime you hear this uttered afterwards, we claim credit because when we Googled it, there was no result. Nothing. We better check some other search engines. Well, that'll get people. We better to listen. bing it. Did you bing that sucker? I did not bing the long one. Did you duck, duck, go that sucker? <laughs> All right. All right, we're going to wrap her up. All right. For the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bassers, this is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Olson. And Adam Meyer. See you next week.